Welcome to the Code Life Podcast with me, Nathan Black, and me, my great mate, Carl Beach. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. So we were just we're talking. We're back. We're on Zoom for this one, but uh, we were just talking about boxing, and you were recollecting when Canelo sent Amir yeah. Khan to sleep. Oh, <laughs> mate. Yeah. It is a little, it is a sort of guilty pleasure um, watching YouTube boxing videos. I do, I yeah. do like boxing, and um, yeah, I do trawl through some of the great fights. I've watched a lot of um, uh, Muhammad Ali fights, actually. Mm. Silky smooth, just yeah. like, and then sometimes you're like, it's like artistry. I mean, where did that knockout come from? And how did it have so much power behind it? You just, yeah. some of it's like slow motion, but fast at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were just talking about Gwen Canelo. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked Garn out and he literally, his whole body just came out from underneath him. It was a brutal fight. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tough. Mate, I know some people listen to this don't like the boxing. Right? No, some people don't. I do. I, I do like my fight sports. But loads I, of us like it. Yeah, and I was just doing an article for Sorted, shout out to Sorted magazine, and I was writing about the Canelo fight because obviously it's only just happened. Um, yeah. And one of, one of people in his camp said, you need to understand about Canelo. He fights as if he's never won a fight. He's that hungry. Hungry. Mm. He's so driven, mate. Interesting. There's something to be that that's an interesting there's an interesting parallel there for anyone doing anything, isn't it? Are we doing yeah. this if we're still hungry, like we've never won, never got the breakthrough, yeah. we still pioneering and we still yeah. hungry is he got at work? Are we yeah. you know putting putting in the training, done something yeah. new for this fight. That's it. Mate, and Canelo, he's unified. Uh, Undisputed across four of the main oh, super middleweight yeah. unification, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and he's done it in 12 months, he's only 31. It's uh, phenomenal, but it, it, he's got such a hunger, and that's what they're saying. It's as if he's never won a title, a belt, or anything, and he's just desperate, desperate to win. Yeah, he I plays golf as well. Anyway, you sent me a thing about Fury yesterday, and I listened to his yeah. interview about mental health, and he was saying. There, you know, that all he ever he's not bowed about the money or anything, he just he wanted to be a professional, yeah, world champion and be professional, yeah. And that just just such a big driver for him, you know. But also, he's saying unless he trains, his mental health suffers and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it's that drive for perfection and to be the best that you could be, the best yeah. version of whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. You can go through life half hearted or. Or you can give it your absolute best yeah. shot, can't it? It's interesting, mate. You see this a lot in Hollywood. A lot of these actors, behind mm. the scenes, they are so driven on scripts. Some of them are pilots, aren't they? Or they're they're experts in different fields. Some of oh, them, oh yeah, they, they, at least like the method acting where they inhabit the character and don't break out of it. Yeah, do you remember that video that Leonardo one you showed me? Yeah, just like yeah, lip, like suddenly go action and it all happens. Like he's Focus, 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 focus. So you go action. Yeah. And then it, it just steps into that role. But apparently they, like people like Daniel Day Lewis, you know, and there was a film he'd made about oil barons. There will be blood. Yeah. Didn't break character. I mean, that wow. Pacino is the same. The Nero is the same. Like they, they stay in character and actually inhabit that character. And the people like Tom Cruise, they, yeah. as much yeah. as we like laugh and joke about celebrities, they they learn the skills to an incredibly high level, be it flying or swordmanship or 
languages. I mean, they really live those parts. And I think yeah. that's extraordinary. I mean, acting, they make it look so easy. Yeah, it's they hard. do. Yeah. It's hard to act a part. Yeah. We try to do it, we look like wooden puppet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> they do they do fully immerse into the character. Hey, a little cough, a little cough going well, on. <clears throat> I had my COVID booster, didn't I, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Is this because of the, the uh choking incident? The narrow well, throat one? Yeah, and we know, as we know, I got my COVID jabs really early on. And now I've had my COVID booster. I did almost fall fail to one of these scams. You know, you know, you get the text saying your your parcel, you owe money on your parcel and ring. And I got one saying you've you need to get your COVID pass. Otherwise, you'll be fined. You haven't downloaded and actioned your COVID pass. And I started panicking, but I've already got the COVID pass, the vaccination thing. It's in it's in the NHS app. It's just a like barcode thing. So you got to watch out for that one. That one nearly got me. Well, and Karen nearly got got because someone she knows who was hanging out with got COVID. Yeah. And she she was getting these texts because she's got an old phone. It was just coming through like a link. So I yeah. said, well, look, and she was ignoring it. And then she got one saying, if you do not respond to this, we're going to do this, 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 and this, but COVID. Yeah. So I got yeah. her to text me the link and it all opened up. As a, it was the proper NHS thing. Oh, okay. Anyway. It was interesting because there's a whole load of faff in there about you must isolate, you've not responded. But when she opened it up, he said, if you've been double jabbed, you don't need to isolate. Yeah. Mm. Lots of false information, mate. You've got to be careful. Very confusing. So here's, here's an interesting thing. We we thought we'd talk around this in the podcast today. Um, you, you guys have probably seen, you've been putting stuff out online about alcohol and, you know, we've been talking in the margins about it. Where where are you out of it, mate? Because I know you formed a group and it's gathering momentum. You, you're putting a podcast together, talking about this stuff. Just thought it'd be really interesting. All by myself, mate. No yeah. technical help. Mate, that's actually quite a feat. Uh, the podcasting world still baffles me. Sorted it, mate. Amazing. Out. <laughs> and uh, some uh, unsplashed for a free branding photo. Yeah. It did works. it myself, mate. Registered it across all the different podcast forums. Sober leader. Yeah, creative bloke, mate. So uh, what are you asking? What is it about? What's it about? Because anyone, I mean, some of our listeners are probably haven't seen it if they don't use social media and stuff. So I'm, where do I start? So over the last couple of years, I mean, I put a lot of this out on Twitter. I know a lot of people don't use it, so... And on Facebook, well, let me, let me, shall I just give a bullet yeah, point? Give us a bit of a background. Well, basically, uh, around two years ago, um, a, something very brutal happened to a, a family member, involved, uh, which was uh, partly fueled by alcoholism, mm. the behaviour. It was, it was a very, it was genuinely a brutal and devastating time. Mm. And I started to, to question my relationship with alcohol, but also what I was seeing around the country. And, and over the years of basically national ministry, I was knocking in and out of these circles where there was a, you know, it has to be said a fair bit of heavy drinking. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I'd be uncomfortable with it and sometimes you get wrapped up in it. And then I'd, I'd had periods over the years where I wouldn't really drink. And then 
I would start again and all that kind of stuff. And then we obviously we wrote the code, mm. well, I wrote the code like 10 years ago. And one of them was it's code six. I keep my body free from, uh, fit and free from addiction. Mm. You know, you really want to try and live out what you come up with. So there's all of this stuff going on in the background anyway. We, we'd like go out and have a nice glass of wine and a bit of food and yeah. chew the cud yeah. and, you know, relax together. And, you know, a lot of good ministry comes out of relationship times. Yeah. I basically started to sort of feel uncomfortable at times, even, mm. even having a glass of something. And I can't explain to you why. Mm. But God is the God of the suddenly, isn't he? And I think yeah. sometimes, you know, he, he, if, you, he wants, if you want to go to the next level then he'll, he'll point out something that he wants to deal with. Mm. I didn't totally especially feel it was just to do with me. I felt there was, I could add an inkling there was more to it, but primarily to start with, it was about me. Yeah. And I, so I was just saying to our great mate, Pincher, Ops yeah. Director, works across Edge of CBM, I literally just come out of a meeting with him and I, and I said to him, look, I think here's a difference and that I'm building up to us up so believe through this. Here's the difference. We could look back, you know, in 20 years' time, and I'm 70 and he's 80, if by God's grace we're still alive, <laughs> and say, um, well, that was amazing. You know, we built a gathering and we got loads of men's groups. and you know, yeah. we, We've got a thousand men's groups now. And we've got some relationships around the world. and It's all really good. And Edge Ministries is really good, you know, and we've done some great work here in some poor places. And bravo us, you know, praise the Lord, and sort of shuffle yeah. off take the long walk. Or... We could go, wow, there's been a revival. Mm. Wow, we're, we're, these people are filling stadiums all over the world and seeing hundreds of thousands of people come to Christ. And the poorest of the poor, are, are, there's miracles. There's mm. hundreds of churches sprung up we didn't even know were happening. And this incredible thing yeah. is taking place. And I said, and I think the difference is when you're prepared to do a Romans 12 one, I am a living sacrifice. Mm. Whether, and we take verses like I'm sober-minded really seriously. So I started to work all this through. But also then, um, I sort of felt, well, I had a bunch of conversations where, bizarrely, all around the same time, it was becoming apparent that there are leaders of churches, charities and ministries yeah. who've got low or moderate level alcohol struggles, uh, yeah. dependency. Yeah. Food to high-functioning alcoholism. Mm. but they were trapped because if they confess, they could lose their house, their, their, their yeah. man's ministry, their, you know, reputation. So I thought, wow, this is terrible. So because of the stress of the job and to be honest, Christian leadership can be a brutal place, believe it or not. Yeah. If you're outside of it, you might not know how brutal it can be. It can be very tough. And people are medicating, but the church has not been a safe place for people to confess, particularly mm. if you're on staff or leadership. Mm. So I set up sober leader as a safe place for leaders in a close Facebook group. Yeah. And I set up a Twitter account, an Insta account, created a podcast and uh, started banging on about it. And, mm. and, and it suddenly it sort of started to, I mean, it's not been massive, but there's over yeah. 70 leaders now wrestling this stuff through. There's nearly a couple of hundred on Twitter. It's only been six days. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've now not had any alcohol or anything of any slightly intoxicating nature apart from caffeine for I'm um, two, three days off a month. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. You're looking good, mate. Feeling good, mate. Well, it, it's very interesting 
the, when, when you start to go through that time of not drinking, once mm. it's worked its way out your body and you feel pretty rough in that process, the haze starts to lift. And I think that haze is lifting physically, but there is an undeniable spiritual haze that will lift as well, isn't there, mate? Yeah. We felt, well, we know 100%. it. So I would say for myself, um, and I'm I'm happy to say this. Now I'm I'm I think I'm stretching this as far as possible because mm. people need to see how much of an issue it is. I think I had a low level alcohol dependency issue in that, and hear me out. Mm. I wouldn't drink Monday to Thursday. Mm. I look forward to a drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and I could and I could pour a couple of large glasses, two hundred fifty mil glasses, and and easily walk past the bottle and think might, might as well finish it yeah, yeah. and then sometimes i would or, or i'd always leave a bit in the bottom to make me feel better <laughs> and, and sometimes i wouldn't or when you go out like you could easily just start chomping through it you know oh, so yeah. yeah and and i thought then i'd say to myself like but it's all right because i've got control because i don't need to drink to know it but then i find you find yourself saying things like well i'm going out friday on a road trip so <laughs> yeah. i'll have a drink thursday instead or wednesday yeah yeah. Like, why am I even thinking like that? That's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Um, so uh, I decided for myself that, and I assessed myself across several online tests, and a couple said there's no no issue, and a couple said you know there's some <laughs> there's some red flags there. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm obviously at very early stages of either it could go one way or the other, and I'm I've been honest about myself. I'm not a man of moderation. Mm. I mean, everything I do has to be massive. You know, if I run, a, if I start running, I think, well, I've got to run a mountain marathon, yeah. which I did. Yeah. If I start cycling, all right, let's cycle across five different nations. <laughs> you know, uh, if I'm if I'm going to do this, it has to be a movement. You know, yeah, yeah. So I don't do alcohol moderately, or I yeah. could potential not to. Yeah. But also, I felt like, well, I know what God's called me to. Yeah. I know what He's called me to, and I know the stand I need to make. And for many years, I've been a little bit obsessed with not just the early movements of the Salvation Army and Wesley, like Booth and Wesley and their temperance stuff, not, not because of the temperance stuff, but I've been obsessed by their yeah. ministries to yeah. the poor and the gospel proclamation. Um, I've been obsessed by things like Samson and the Nazarite vow and John the mm. Baptist. And I've always found it really interesting, which I think partly inspired the code. And I'm thinking yeah. there needs to be some new temperance movement for the 21st century, some sobriety movement maybe across things like gambling drugs porn drink whatever but where people could say and rather be like religious this is for life or if you break this you're out maybe we need like short medium long term for, for whoever Na the nazarite vow of today yeah. that, that men can get involved in and, and women and uh and for some of us it would be a lifetime vow yeah so I've, I've, I'm sort of in the place really where I've said to the Lord, I know alcohol will pass in my body again. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm quite excited to say that. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying this with humility and understanding yeah. it could go wrong and maybe I, I heard wrong, but for now I kind of said to the Lord, no, uh, no alcohol will pass by my lips intentionally. Bit like um Job when he said, I have, I will not look lustfully at another woman, didn't he? He made that covenant, he made that vow with his eyes not to look lustfully. Yeah, yeah. So I think on behalf of myself, my family, ministry, calling, 
Yeah. Wanting to hear from heaven. That's what I said, because you are right. Mm. Uh, As I've taken this step, I feel like I'm sharper, happier, Mm. joy-filled, hearing from heaven. Mm. I'm having a laugh. (laughs) Yeah. So so there'll be some guys listening. And often when we, when we've noticed, when we talk openly about alcohol, people feel quite judged quite quickly, even if you're not implying that they've got an issue, you know, we've all got a different position on it and Hmm. maybe, yeah, it's an issue for some and it's not at all for others. And some of the guys won't be thinking, I want to be in sober leaders, et cetera. But what it is, is a bit of a, a check, isn't it? It's a bit of a, where am I with this and other things in my life that are addictive yeah, in nature. Everyone's going to take the decision I've taken. Yeah. And I don't expect people to, but no. I do think we need a conversation. And I do mm. think people, there are a lot of people who want to question their relationship with alcohol. So we've had some people in the sober leaders group saying like, don't think I've got an issue, but I notice I do think about it too much. Yeah. So I'm going to knock it on the head indoors and I only drink and I go out. And yeah. there'll be others who say, I think for a month I need to go sober. Some people arrest me, but they ever need it ever again. Everyone's at a different stage. So we, we looked at this diagram in the sober leaders group around yeah. this pre-contemplation where people don't think it's an issue to contemplate. Maybe there is something there to the start of, yes, there is an issue and I need to then take action. And we are not the, we are not an addiction recovery group. No. So when people go to the, I've got an issue, I need help. Then we signpost them. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're creating a place for a safe conversation. Yeah. And creating a conversation. But I think, mate, we do need a new, we need a new Nazarite vow for today. Mm. Yeah. You... Yeah. And no, I agree. I, I like that. The Nazarite vow. It's, he, I'm trying to think what it was. He, he wouldn't drink. He, he wouldn't touch dead bodies. Couldn't touch a dead body. And wouldn't cut his hair. Wouldn't cut his hair. Three things that marked him as unique. Set apart. Set apart. That's holiness. It's set apart. So mm. I'm thinking maybe, you know, like an Edge or CVM. I mean, I'm working this through. I've even bought a new notepad for it. Maybe <laughs> we do. Maybe it's like, you know, I won't have any intoxicating substances or alcohol. I won't touch alcohol. I won't, you know, I'll, I'll have be of clean mouth, clean lips, and um, and I'll proclaim Christ mm. and live generously. Something, something like that, you know. Yeah. Some like core tenets of sobriety. Or like I'll yeah. live simply, and I won't. I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll live with sobriety and simplicity. Yeah, commit to be generous with what I have with my life. Something around that that people say, well, I'm going to live this for 2022, and other people say, well, I'll live this for life. Yeah, or I'm going to try this for a week and see how I feel. There's something there, mate, and there's there's something around holiness and men of God in this moment, in this period of time, to go after him in 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 a way like that. That is, I like the Nazarite. And and also, I was thinking about this the other day, for God to put in our lives a hatred of sin. I don't know if we feel that at times. Do you know what I mean? It's so easy for blokes to flirt around right. the edges of sin. Right. And, and not I, hate and I, it. Yeah, I think let's get battle fit, mate. Let's yeah. get battle fit. Let's get on a war footing. And I think the battle of soul and spirit is in the in these subtle areas that are numbing and blunting the power of God in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, so I've I pretty much I wrote the day that I stopped consuming alcohol in my diary, and I didn't tell my wife this or anyone. I wrote it down, and I thought if I feel clarity after a month, 
mm. then I, this will become a vow before the Lord. Mm. And then, and I feel like God's called me to lead a movement in it. Yeah. So I've, I've been drinking, mate, Shirley Temple's home. <laughs> What's the Shirley Temple? Grenadine and ginger ale. Oh. And a splash of lime juice. God, mate, you do like the old elderflower as well, don't you? Love a bit of elderflower, mate. <laughs> and I do like, I do like a mint and lemon cordial. Beautiful. I've not missed that alcohol. I've got to be honest. I mean, you know, I did love it. Love well, we both I, did. Yeah. I know a fair bit about me wines, but I'm, yeah. but I'm like, even now I try and I try and imagine drinking it. It feels suffocating. Well, this is something I'm just going to pick up on. You, it's suffocating. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and you've passed on a book to me that I'm looking through. Kick the drink easily. Jason Vale. And mm. in there he talked about, it was interesting. You read a part to me. And yeah. he was saying that you don't actually like the taste of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, mm. and I had a red wine the other night and it was vile, mate. <laughs> it was really interesting. It's tasted like it tasted really bad. And there was yeah. nothing like it was just a new bottle. There's no reason for it. But yeah. suddenly I was like, actually, I don't like the taste of this. Yeah, it's crap. But yet for some reason it, it was, you just get caught we in that cycle. ourselves. And, you know, if you, now this is strong words for some people who'd say, no, I do, I do like, it's refreshing. I'll come on to that in a minute. Mm. Where, remind me to talk about refreshment. But, you know, I think most of us, we don't, no one likes that first alcoholic drink they ever have in their lives. It's like disgusting. You'd rather have an orange juice, as the book yeah. says. But you get conditioned because alcohol is a poison. And, and it tries to get itself into your system by any means possible. Yeah. And it's and you know some of these wines, I get the people saying they're delicious and exquisite, but actually, mm. it, it's it's not all that, no. and it's highly expensive for what it is. It's, you're consuming it, and yeah. it's gone. Yeah, now, I've been in that world, and I loved it. It's only because I've crossed over. Yeah, and now I'm thinking, oh, I, I think I've been duped. Yeah, it's like when people say it's refreshing. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's not. Alcohol does not quench anyone's thirst. The first one might, if because it's obviously got water and all yeah. that in it. But but alcohol, you would not think I'll drink alcohol to quench my thirst. No. It's because it's a cold beer in a frosted glass all day. It feels refreshing. But how many of us have had that and then think still feel a bit claggy? Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, I, yeah, for me, a lot of it was the carbonation. I like fizzy. And I also yeah. like that ice cold in a bottle. So I switched over. I'm not, I'm not going to teetotal fully, but I've switched over a while ago to sparkling water in the fridge. Nice. It's lovely, cold. isn't it? Yeah, it's sparkling. And it, that is refreshing. Drop a lemon in it. Drop yeah. A lemon, squeeze a lemon. Yeah, drop a little when bit I, of lemon. I do like a root beer with a nice. fully loaded glass of ice cubes. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, one of them Shirley Temples, bit of grenadine. <laughs> And a ginger ale, and mate, it sorts me out. <laughs> Here, Karen, give me another one of Shirley Temples. <laughs> I'm sitting in the office amongst my hydrangeas. I said to Karen earlier, she just, I was going to pop the shots, so she's gone, she's gone instead. And she went, What do you want? Yeah. I went, Get me some more of that ginger ale. I have a Shirley Temple tonight. <laughs> so you're looking forward to it? I can't wait. Well, Shirley Temple, cut of olives. Well, so I'm, that's I'm it. now a month, and I've, and I've, Basically, um, alcohol will never pass my lips again. I feel sharp, but happier. Yeah. People have said to me, what about Christmas? What are you going to die over Christmas? I'm like, mm. well, remember Christ? <laughs> have something else. 
Yeah, I might, might pray a bit more, not have hangover, not fall asleep on the sofa, be more engaged with family. Yeah. Be be happier, more content, less irritable. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of thing, really. Yeah. That makes sense. What do you go? Doing needs yeah. like masses of recovery and addiction work surrounding it. It can't be a good thing. Nah, nah, it can't. Like, you know, your blood pressure's going up and cancer's linked to it, and you know, all yeah. sorts of issues. Like, cannot be great. So, but I'm not saying everyone needs to be total. I'm saying that's that's what I've done, and it's horses for courses. Yeah, but I think as a leader of a movement rescuing people who are broken, smashed up, addicted, it's sort of it's it has more integrity to say you know and as the as the originator of the code you know it's like well i'll i'll live yeah finally you know i'll try and live <laughs> what i've been saying yeah that's good <laughs> and, mate. You know, and i've done a bit of repenting and sorting things out and yeah all of that good stuff i'm feeling good good man well that's i thought it'd be good to chat that through you know for blokes listening and like we say that may not be for the guys listening or the you know but another bloke listening will go actually that's bang on you know that's for me so do talk to us if you've listened to this and uh you've got questions jump online jump on socials and uh but as beachy has said if this is triggering for you and you do need serious uh help with an addiction then those uh, channels are out there and they make for people to get They'll help make, and freedom. Make. And so I've got a little private, if you're a church leader, ministry leader, elder, ops manager, that kind of, you're leading people in Christian ministry. Yeah. You can go to sober leader. You'll find it on my Facebook. There's at sober leader, capital S capital L on Twitter. And we set up a podcast. And uh, me and Nathan, we're working on this in bits and pieces together. Aren't we, mate? Yeah. That's it, mate. Uh, with a bunch of others. Yeah. yeah. That's it. There you go. Thanks for listening.